Welcome to another episode of NTVN, New Tech Vintage Nerds. I'm AJ. I'm Alex. And today we're going to talk about... You tell me. Okay, that's good. We're going to talk about Obsidian and how I use it to write my articles. Oh, then I'll probably have to restrain you a bit because if you start talking about Obsidian, then we'll be here for a couple of hours. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, and another topic I see in the notes... Kibo? Yes, I want to talk about Kibo for a bit. Let's roll that intro, which I have to create right now. <laughs> Let's kick this off with Kibo. So Kibo is a very nice little platform for narrow casting, and I use that to power the displays in my home, uh, specifically the dashboards in my home. And there are a number of solutions that you can use to create a dashboard in your home. Uh, I think uh, Red, what's it called? Uh, the one that is attached to uh, Home Assistant. You probably know that. No, Node Red? Uh, you can do it with Road, no, RoadNet. Uh, Net, <laughs> that one? Exactly. Um, but the funny thing about Xebo is that it's a narrow casting platform. Now, what what is a narrow casting platform? Basically, it's your own little local TV station. And the funny thing about that is uh, that you can basically create your own display in your own layout with your own content and your own content sources and push that out to any client. The client part is also part of Xebo. And this is where it becomes funny because you can just buy any PC off of eBay, install Windows on it, install their Windows client on it, which is for free, by the way, um, attach it to any display that you have in your house, so an old TV, an old computer monitor, something you just have lying around, and suddenly this thing has become a new source. Okay, but sorry to interrupt, but why do you need a display in your home? Because it's cool. Okay, granted. So what do you put on it? So what do I put on it? Um, well, if you are a bit familiar with anything that is open source, then you probably have heard of um, Grafana and InfluxDB, and you could create wonderful dashboards with that, but they are web-based. So you need some kind of web browser to display them. A lot of those, a lot of those dashboards are interactive. So you mm -hmm. can click on them or they update automatically. And you want you just want to, to have them on a screen on the wall. So you can install Windows or, or Linux on some desktop PC and then um, display it on there. But then every time you have to log on to Windows, open the open the web page, uh, make sure that it's a full screen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Xebo does that all for you. Okay. Plus the fact that, and this is what I think is very cool, you can add all sorts of other sources of news. For instance, I can add um, an RSS reader and display the, the latest news from Ars Technica or Wired.com on it as well in a separate section on the screen. Um, so I, basically, you can divide the screen up in, in, in squares or, or whatever, how you want to display it. 
And then you select the content that you want to display. Do you want to display a clock? Fine. It's in integrated. Do you want to display a video stream? Fine. You can disc display an RTSP stream or an HLS stream. Um, do you want to publish um, a part where you just enter a custom URL? Hello, Grafana. You can do that. You just paste the uh, Grafana link in there. You, The best one is to take the... Um, um, what's it called? The the borderless uh, page from Grafana, mm -hmm. and uh, you paste it in there, and it will be displayed. You can have uh, Xebra automatically size it, or you size it yourself, depending on how it's uh, how it turns out on your screen. But you can also add, you know, the weather, um, uh, stock exchange uh, uh, rates, or I don't know what what do I have on there. Um, the I've latest got... podcast uh, from NTVN. Hey, how about that? Um, it can even play sound. So that works as well. So you could select, uh, I don't know, a local TV station and broadcast it to there. Um, it's ba it, it basically, basically can do anything a narrow casting solution can do, but it is for free. Nice. And you can run it on Docker. You can run it as an install on a Linux machine. It is Linux-based, uh, at least the server side is. Um, there are clients for Android. There are clients for um, Linux. Oh, the client for Linux isn't that very good. So you could, <laughs> you better you better use the one for either for Android or for Windows. Um, there's a client for WebOS. Hello, LG screens. Um, so it's an amazing solution. I love it. Um, and and it it works wonders. One of the cool things that you can do, and that's why I was telling about the the, uh, the layout, you can create a single layout and push that out to as many displays as you have connected. So you create a single layout. For instance, I've got a uh, a layout which is uh, 1080p in portrait mode, so in length mode. I've got a display in my kitchen. I've got a display in my office. And actually, I'm planning to, to actually add... Oh, that was two, actually. Um, I plan to add a display in my first row. And this just has the same content on it everywhere. And it updates the same displays in the same time. So you always have uh, identical content on the displays. I love it. Oh, what do you uh, yourself have on that display? I, I've seen the, the one in your kitchen. So what's on it? Can, can you tell us? So the one in my kitchen um, has the local time, just because it's practical. You yeah. know? Um, it's got our um, house agenda on it. So when is the trash being picked up? Uh, do we have any appointments or uh, do we have any visitors come over? That's also uh, in the house agenda. And house agenda as, as an um, ICS, so as a, a calendar link, is being displayed um, inside of Xebo. Then we have uh, two weather maps, one uh, larger one and one very regional one, which will show you when it will rain. Um, then I've got a specific part where uh, Grafana is integrated and Grafana in its turn has all kinds of data sources from my home automation. So it will show you the status of all doors and windows being open or closed. It will show you the status of all the um, temperature sensors I have in my home for all the temperature in every room. It shows the setting of the uh, thermostat in the living room. 
It shows the uh, current power and uh, water usage in the home. It shows the, uh, well, you get the idea. Um, And below that is a selection of news feeds that I made uh, from local and and read and and um, national news. That just is a an RSS reader where the the articles just scroll by every twenty seconds. Oh, interesting. So I heard you uh, uh, curse, uh, so to say, uh, about different solutions. Uh, how did you find Cibo the one to use? I was looking for a display solution, not so much a dashboard solution. I was looking for a display solution for my home that could display um, content like uh, traffic jams, uh, weather station, etc., at multiple locations with the same content. Hmm. And there are an insane amount of commercial solutions out there you know if you go into any shop into your your local town probably they have some display or more hanging around with their current uh uh i don't know current sales and 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 the new collection or whatever um those are all powered by a narrow casting system but generally that is a narrow casting system that either costs a lot of money or um, is very complicated to set up Xebo is insanely simple to set up. You just, it's a single server solution. And it runs on a virtual machine in, in my home lab. And that virtual oh, machine, nice. I don't think it even has two gigs of RAM. Okay, cool. So, so you have different displays around the house with all kinds of information on it? Yes. So I've got two displays that actually have the same dashboard right now or the same uh, layout, as Xibo calls them. Um, and they have the layout that I just described. I also have a dashboard in my office, which actually shows other content, um, um, amongst other things, the status of the home lab, Um you know, if an, a power if the power fails or if a fan fails in one of my home lab servers, um, it will immediately turn up red here. So, but where did you source the displays? I mean, obviously, if you have three displays in your house, it's it's going to draw a lot of power. But how did you get the displays? It's just a regular monitor, or it can be. And basically, it can be anything. It can be an old TV. It can be a computer monitor, as long as you can hook it up to. Um, I don't know, uh, uh, excuse my French, a cheap-ass PC. Um, basically, uh, you're in luck. One, the, the client that I use to run Xebo on, <laughs> this is this is where it just becomes uh, interesting, is um, a, an HP, I think it's called an Elite Desk G3, but it's, it's a very, very small form factor thing. The nice part about that is these machines are now being phased out of uh, out of several companies in the world so if you go look on ebay you can pick one up for i don't know 60 or 80 euros and that it it, basically it it already has everything you need right because it it doesn't need a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of power doesn't need a very powerful cpu doesn't need very much memory um it just well it, it it does need a bit of cpu specifically if you want the um uh, the the Grafana dashboard to load in a, a bit of a hurry, uh, otherwise 
it will start slacking and that's in, that's irritating but um if you look at at uh i don't know a, a standard uh core i3 um elite desk from from i don't know uh seventh eighth gen that that is that is all you need yeah and if you put that thing in power save mode um I don't know. Uh, I think the display is actually the one that is consuming the most power. So where do you source the displays? Well, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I have uh, bought a number of professional displays from uh, Samsung from uh, Alpha eBay, mm-hmm. and um, they are the the advantage of those professional displays is first of all the quality of the panels is very good. Um, second, you can tune them so they are quite low in power usage um and uh, and they are made to run all day so the advantage is if you well, like the one i have in my kitchen i think i've had it for almost 10 years now and it now starts to show in the backlight that it's sort of end of life mm. um so i'll need to find another one for that one soon but this is just a 32 inch monitor display thing um it is. It has the looks of a TV, but it is um, what it, what is called a professional display, um, and and Samsung markets them as such. Um, if you search a bit on eBay, you can probably find a thirty two inch for for uh, somewhere around hundred euros. Oh, that's not not too shabby. I no, mean, it's, it's completely different from the the retail price. These screens in retail are insanely expensive. They sell them between 1500 and 2000 euros. Yeah. If you buy them directly from Samsung or from the reseller, um, new, they, they, they will set you back such amounts. Yeah, that would be a bit too expensive, at least for my house. I mean, yeah, I like gadgets, but... I mean, this, this is a fun project. And, yeah. uh, the the uh, funny part about it, and this is, again, I mean, this is something that we all have to deal with, or at least if, you've, if you're in a relationship like we are, you know, this, that's the, the spouse acceptance factor. Yeah. And uh, first of all, my wife was looking at this, you know, what, what, why do I need a display in my kitchen? And the funny yep. thing is that she's actually the one using it most because in the morning when she leaves for work, which is, I don't know, around seven o'clock, um, it actually shows her the traffic status on her route. If she will be, uh, if she will run into any traffic jams, uh, if she may need a detour because, I don't know, bad weather or uh, accidents on her road, on her route to work or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I added that to the display and, and she just, you know, while she's making her lunch, while she's preparing her lunch for later that day, she can just look at the screen. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I've got a traffic jam. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I recognize and, that. And, and we use it also for the, the doors and windows uh, when we leave the house. It's just a quick glance at the display. Did we have? Did, did we close all the doors and all the windows? Yes, we did. Okay, wonderful. We can leave now. Or, uh, oh my God, I forgot the window upstairs or I forgot the balcony door upstairs and and you can just run back and close it. Yeah, Yeah, I got a similar solution, but not displays like that, but with a Google Chromecast and a dashboard from Home Assistant. But like I said, it's it's easy to have all that information somewhere central. When you go out, then you can see this is the status of the house. I need to do something to make it secure. 
the the wonderful thing about this, I think, is that you can display all sorts of content on it um, in all forms and manners. Uh, I have got a digital clock on it right now, but you can also add an analog clock on it. You can all, you can add a flip clock on it. Uh, the commercial, um, no, the home lab display in my office actually has six different time zones I regularly work with. Um, so I don't have to calculate, uh, oh, um, in, in, I don't know, Palo Alto, it's now uh, 7.30. Oh, no, it's 6, 6.23. I can see that right now. Right, yeah. I don't have to uh, do a whole lot of calculation for it. I just have the clock right there. Um, that is that is uh, such a convenience that you you don't know that it's that you miss it until it's not there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that I that is the amount of, of uh, usage you get out of it. Yeah, I got the 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 amount of fuel that's still in my tank for my car, uh, so I know in the morning how many kilometers I can drive, um, and back hopefully, um, so that I know that I need to go uh, out five minutes before my normal time just to be able to to reveal the gas tank. So the, the the best part about this is that you can add all sorts of content, and if you cannot add the content as a direct stream of information to Xibo, there's always Grafana. And the amount of data I have in Grafana is insane. I've linked up almost everything in my house. Our uh, mowing robot uh, is in there. The uh, vacuum clean robot is in there. Um, yeah. You name it. And, and it's got a status. And it's either in prometheus or influx db or telegram and it all writes to uh, to the influx db or or uh, another database and grafana is then is then linked to the database again and creates those wonderful displays out of it and, yeah. and from there you can create any uh, any any dashboard you want is there still something missing that you think well if i put that into the the dashboard then it's completely okay and i can live and die with it well the the biggest challenge you have with a solution like this is the amount of information that you need that you want to display on the dashboard but you really can't right every i I would love to add anything and everything i've got in my house on that dashboard but seriously it's not doable because it will be far too much information it will be a, a big mess to look at and you will never find what you need at the time that you need it so yeah. you have to restrain yourself and you have to just look at okay so what is really really useful information at this point in time or at this spot in the house right i don't need my home lab information in the kitchen that doesn't make any sense but i do like to have the weather station information in my kitchen so i know uh, if it's going to rain or um, i don't know uh, if we're if we're planning our day and I look at it, okay, so uh, later today it's going to rain, so I'll better take out the trash now because later I'll be wet. Yeah, right? little things like that that make life easier. Yeah, and it's all about convenience, right? It is. Yeah. So that's so one of the topics we I wanted to wanted to about next to next about was obsidian. That's also that's for me about convenience. Um, for you that don't know Obsidian, um, all the things we do involve storing knowledge, storing text, text. and I have a big head, so I know, um, 
but there's a lot of information in it. And I can do some context switching. Uh, if you look at my look at hobbies and the things that I think, so, then you think, well, he's probably put at context switching because he does it. He does. So, so for my writing, I want to do something else, more like more creating structure. Uh, I know I'm a bit chaotic, so it's good that good I constrain myself and put in some guardrails. So uh, I use Obsidian, Obsidian that, and Obsidian is in its most simple form a text editor. It's plain, simple text. And you could you could put some nice things in it, like um, you, you you type text uh, like you normally you would, but you don't. Um, uh, I say you say don't give it the properties that you would in Word, like um, uh, well, I have to make it make it, I have to make it uh, large, or uh, I have to insert my picture right here. here. It's all text, so so everything you write is text with a keyboard. You don't need your mouse. Well, it's pretty handy to use the mouse, but it's mainly mainly. So I, I use it a lot, and um, sorry, sorry, uh, I'm blabbering. I know, I know. So, no, but it, but it's text, and and the the funny thing about obsidian is that there's a large community around it that adds functionality to to that pure sure text editing and one of the things i use with obsidian is is a well well like database kind of manner to um, make sure that all my writing is in different stages i can give a tag to a note that's the the most basic basic in obsidian and i can see, see in what phase they notice uh, i got a couple of couple of phases like it's an idea perhaps i'm gonna do something with it perhaps i'm not gonna do something with it then i got research then i want where i want to want research a topic or or um if I, if I think it might be a good article, but I'm not not uh, not sure yet, and when I find uh, the 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 research part, then I go can go in, go to the drawing where I actually write text, and after after uh, after draft draft review and the planning part, obvious obvious. So it's an idea stash. Um. Yeah, that that's that, that's one of the things. It, it's my I don't want to call it, but it's my second brain. It's like your external hard drive. Hard, um, you put everything on it, and because it's external, you don't have to think about it. But if you you go on uh, with your day, you can you go back to what you were doing doing, or because it's saved like a quick save say, on, uh, on on your computer. computer. It's a quick save for my for mind. It's it's. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It's it's great. It's fun. No, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's an idea stash. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's not it's the ideas. But I I the note where an idea is for, is for 
I, I can put it to a well, research stash. This is all the things I want to research. This is all the things I'm writing right now. Now, so for my, my chaotic mind, it's, it's like, well, I don't feel like writing right day. I can go on go on internet and do research for for uh, the, all the all the articles that are in my my um, queue for queue searching. Or well, I'm in a a soul track mind today, so I want to I want my reviewing with my red pen. Red. So what makes this different from a solution like Evernote or uh, you know the, the open source version is Joplin or <clears throat> uh, OneNote from Microsoft? How how does this differ from from solutions like that? That is a very good question. The, I know. <laughs> The answer is the extendability for the tool. I can create a, a um, like in OneNote, One, I used to do it in, in OneNote, I can create notes and, and every note has the information that I need for that part. That, but if, if the note goes to a different phase, I need to, um, Make sure that I see that. See, I'm a pretty visual-oriented guy, so so I have to see it. It. So if I have if I have a folder that says review and uh, what was it was it idea review a draft um, re, re, whatever all those things things um, I lose the oversight of the things and the tool the tool Obsidian because it's extendable uh, gives you the power to do just that um, even though those uh, ideas are notes notes I can query a database um, but I also can, can do automatic actions based like if if is a note with a tag research, it automatically shows up in my canvas, a thing in uh, Obsidian, um, where all my articles are neatly organized. This is research. I can hover on it and I see actually what's in the, in the note and I can click on it and I can edit the note and, and forward. Um, well, would you do that with OneNote or Evernote? Not sure. Probably. Obviously, you can do the, the whole typing thing. Um, you can add tags to it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then you can search for the tags. I think so. I that. Honestly, I haven't tried. Yeah, yeah, you can search for the tags. But, okay. the, but, the, but you can't organize on nice. So I can search for it. At least yeah, the last I time I looked, sorry. Least, I think you're right. I never know you can't. But I think in Joplin you can, actually. Yeah. For those who are unfamiliar, Joplin is a sort of open source version of Evernote. It it goes into the direction of Obsidian, but not quite. It's more focused on note taking and note saving, which is basically what I need. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that that's the basis of Obsidian as well. It's it's local, local, no syncing to the cloud because it's local. Oh, by the way. It's free. Um, uh, 
when you want syncing, then you can for it. If you use a Union Sync, I do. I also could sync with with Dropbox or Box or whatever. Um, but for me, the main reason is there that you can that you uh, extend it with uh, uh, plugins. So uh, I do have do the database menu. That's that's a plugin. Again, where I can easily my uh, notes with uh, with certain uh, tags or other items. I can automatically, um, um, if, if for example I say this is a um, a blog idea. idea then it can uh, automatically say, well, then you need the title, then you need a thumbnail, then you need all the other things. And it's, it's well, it's a group of tags, you could say. Uh, but there are also other uh, things like uh, integrated JetGPT, the JetGPT plugin. Hey, give me an outline for an article based on this, um, on this topic, where you consider all the things that I already written that are that my vault, the concept of where where your notes are. Um, so it's the the basic. It's easy to type in. It's low. It's it's fast. Plus the extendability on um, what you can do with it. You can put a big put a blender in it. You can put a Kanban board in it. Where you can drag uh, 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 notes uh, from from different swimming lanes. I don't think everyone is familiar with a Kanban board. Well, uh, well unle- unless you've done project management, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so uh, a Kanban board. board uh, I'm running all the feathers the wrong way. A Kanban board is a, is a wall with with sticky notes. That's based on priorities that that uh, a product owner, the owner of owner a product, well, obviously, uh, it uh, talk about with the uh, the the team manager, so to say, what best priority coming two weeks, and what will that entail? So, stickies on the wall. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> So it's got a, um, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it is. And it, 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 the reason why, why I use it is because it's, it, it's, it's organizing my mind. It's, I, I can let my mind wander and still, still progress. And for me, it's, well, it's awesome. It's gonna sound like amazing, Mike, but it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody should try it. So I, I, I have a whole article on it where it makes it make more sense than I'm talking about right now. But please repeat that it, it, it's Joplin on Jop there, right? <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I think, an interesting topic. So if you want to know more about Obsidian, I think uh, AJ will link his article in the notes below. If, your... Oh, exactly. Absolutely, and I think it's in Dutch, though, isn't it? Um, I translate all slate articles uh, from Dutch to Dutch. So, oh, very good. So, um, you can find more information in the notes below. Yes. Wonderful. Moving on. Yes. Do we have another topic? Another... Mm. Uh, well, I don't, but I think you've got a couple of tips. 
Yeah, I got a couple of tips. Like we're now on a session, and um, we should create a jingle for that. Tip of the week. Oh my god! god. Do you? Are you going to do that? That, or no. is it also on my to-do list? <laughs> well, talking about to-do list apps. Apps. No, no, just kidding. Kidding. Not really. Um, no. So the tip, tip I have actually two tips, and those two tips are Mac. Specific apps. I know they uh, they are for Windows as well, but they're called differently and from different vendors. But I use a tool called Microsnitch, and Snitch monitors your audio inputs. So no more snoop snoop on your microphone uh, by applications you don't uh, want to. So you have a clear clear. Uh, when some application opens open access to my microphone, I get a pop-up. Somebody's listening, and I can and I will shoot that, and I can say, "Well, what's that application?" or "What the beep?" and and um, I uninstall that application. Every time I open uh, our recording session, it tells me, "Hey, your microphone is open," so so I can mute it or something else. Something else. So, from a safety perspective and security, it's uh, I think it's a great tool. Another one is as like we're talking right now and I'm not typing. Um, um, well, perhaps my laptop thinks um, I go into to safe mode because we're not doing anything. Well, we got an app. Got an app. Um, Mac users probably know the Nafiniate. Um, a command line utility where you can say, okay, don't fall asleep for the yep. next two hours so so I can do my prestation and not not, um, not turn off my laptop. Don't fall asleep when you're plugged into power. Exactly, those kind of things. So, um, but command line, not everybody likes command lines. I like, like an icon that I can click and say, for the next two hours, two hours don't put my laptop to sleep. Though... I'm just watching, watching, not doing anything else. Else, so there's the app, the app called Lungo, like a large coffee. Um, so I'm gonna put that put to uh, in the in the show in this as well. All right, well that brings us to the end of this episode of this week. Yes. yes. If you liked it, please uh, subscribe and tell us what you what you think. What you do? You want us to let us let up to? Wow. If you want. Us uh, know about a topic that you're interested in. Let us know so we can talk uh, about it on the show. Show, and perhaps we even invite you to talk alongside us, us on that topic. Uh, with that, I say, say bye. See you next time. <laughs>